Hello and welcome to Game of Moans, a podcast where we are re-watching Game of Thrones an episode at a time. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, our very own mountain, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And, well, here we are. We've arrived. Season 6, Episode 9, The Battle of the Bastards. Um, I've I've not really known how to approach this episode. I've Because kind of, it's kind of... I feel like this episode has almost become bigger than the show itself. In yeah. A lot of, like, everybody knows The Battle of the Bastards, don't they? Whether they've watched the show or not. You can come up with somebody that, knows, that doesn't know a thing one about Game of Thrones. And, like, I reckon 90% of them go, oh, that's the Battle of the Bastards. Right? Yeah, there, there are three points, I think, for me. Um, there are there's Battle of the Bastards, there's the Red Wedding, and there's um, Bells, which we'll come on to in Season 8. Everybody, yeah. and, and, and the Starbucks Cup, because, no, for, but for the wrong reasons. Everybody knows about those things. And shame. Um, everybody, <laughs> shame caught on as well, didn't it? Everybody, yes, it did, yeah. Everybody understands the reference if you start going, shame, shame. Um, but, no, this is one, and um, it's... It, We've we've uh, talked on the podcast podcast before, sorry, about our feelings towards some of these episodes and how yeah. you know most recently something like the door where people kind of just spunk all over it and um I, I just feel the need that I have to shut them down. I can't just listen to it. Yeah. Um. And this is one of those episodes. Not that I shut people down on it actually, because I I actually think this is fifty percent a very very good episode. Um. You can already guess which 50% I like. Um, but but part of the problem with this episode is whenever somebody talks about it, and inevitably any conversation about the show with somebody that's watched the show will get around to the Battle of the Bastards at some point. Yes. And whenever someone talks about it, there seems to be some weird collective cultural Mandela effect where they all think that this was an episode-long battle. Yes. Everybody seems to think, that, and, and to be honest, so did I, because yeah. I've heard that so much now. But moving forward, I'm going to have to correct people because, like, I was going into this expecting the whole battle. Um, yeah. Which, you know, we get the battle start to finish, but there's other stuff in this episode as well. So I was like, hang on a but, minute. But it is limited, though. I mean, it's you, you get half, well, more than half, I'd say. The, the split is probably 60 40 um, Battle of the Bastards. The other thing you get is um, Danny fighting to reconquer Marine. Yes. And That's- so it's, it's a very, very action heavy episode. Oh, and I think it's, that it's a good it episode. Well. Yeah, it, it is it's a good, good episode. It, it's a good episode, don't get me wrong. As I say, I like it. But the conversation is never... Whenever you hear somebody talk about this episode, they're never talking about what Danny's doing. And no. I, I kind of knew that stuff was happening. And as soon as I started watching this, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because I remember first time around as well, thinking, what the fuck? Because this had been built up all season. The episode title was there. We knew what we were expecting. And yes. then first time around, and I can't believe I managed to forget this myself, because first time around, I remember arguing with loads of people about it when it happened. Like, but why is that shit there? So, yeah, I'm a bit, yeah, I, I don't know how, how I'm going to approach it. And, I, and I've been feeling that all season as well, because I felt like there's a, uh, without even remembering that stuff was there with Danny, I feel like this is one of those episodes that's like this big monumental touchstone for the show. Yeah. And I was like, for some reason, it doesn't stick out as one of my favorite episodes. And I'd just forgotten why. And so I was like, well, I've got to go back and watch it and find out then. Um, so I've been kind of approaching this uh, with with an ear of trepidation all season. But I mean, let's let's kind of get into it then, I guess. Uh, directed by uh, Miguel, Miguel Sapochnik. Um, yeah. So pretty much our go-to guy for action by this yes. point now, really. Um, so, you know, that's a good start. And you know, we get a good opening here as well yeah. for a change, albeit slightly out of order, if yeah. you ask me. 
Um, we should have started with the fireballs kind of slamming into things rather than seeing them getting loaded up. Yeah. Um, it's so, so start, start with that. It's more impactful, no pun intended. You start yes. with that, and then you and then you go to right now they've got to replenish the fireballs. So obviously, you know, exactly. You put it back yeah. On the so yeah, that would have been, and it, it's it's short order. There's nothing more to it than that. They could have no. quite easily done that. It's not as if it affects anything. It's not as if it changes anything. But it would have been. As I said, no pun intended, but it would have been more impactful than opening because immediately you know you're under siege. Yeah, so so that's the only change we would make. What's here is good, but it could have been much better had we just started with those fireballs slamming into the walls of the city. Yeah. And then, yeah, as you say, then you cut away to everybody reloading and then you have a second barrage before you cut into um, Tyrion yeah, and Danny. You know, yeah, yeah so... It, but look, it's good. And like I say, this this stuff here is good as well. I just feel like, you know, this episode is called... I'm going to get this gripe out of the way now because this really fucking annoyed me. This episode is called The Battle of the Bastards. It's not called Danny Fights for Marine. That's not what this episode is called. No. So, like, fuck this shit. And, and, and I, I think this is the problem because th- this is interesting and it, it, it is, it's a big jump forward in her story. Massive. Um, this is one of the best Danny episodes re- for ages. Yeah. And it's really important. The problem is they need to do it now because next week they need to move on. And they yeah. need they, I mean this is I mean this is episode nine. This is a penultimate episode. This is their set piece episode. So instead of having one battle, which is going to be epic and it's going to be massive and we're going to build our entire season around our, our entire last two seasons around it, actually, we're gonna have two of them. Yeah. And from from a pacing point of view, from certainly from a fan's point of view, fan, fans absolutely love this episode. Because so much, no, there was so much action in it. But but actually, trying to follow the two, trying to keep the two stories separate is quite difficult. And they, no, we're not at that point where they converge yet. So we we haven't earned that point where actually we have these two battles raging side by side. We don't. It's just it makes it far too convoluted. It really does. So look, here's what I suggest we do. I suggest we attack both halves of this episode as as separate entities. Yeah. Um, and and then we'll discuss the episode as a whole. At the end, yeah. Um, but it, but it to me that's I mean that's pretty much the way the episode goes anyway. We don't pretty do a lot much, of cross cutting. Yeah. You know, we once or twice, but it's not it's not massive. Um, but yeah, you know, as as you said yourself in previous seasons, when we get to the penultimate episode, you know, we get the Battle of Hardhome, or we get the Battle of the Blackwater, Blackwater or yeah. we, you know, we, we get all Next of those. Step. Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas here, it feels like it's I don't know. It just feels disjointed compared to those. Um, but yeah. only in as much as these two sections don't really gel together, other than no. thematically they're both action heavy. What you have for each section works perfectly well for its yeah. own autonomous storyline. The Battle of the Bastards side of it specifically, I think, is the most cinematic the show has ever felt. Like it, yeah. it, it feels, and again, that that's why I'm kind of disappointed that it's not a whole episode because it essentially would have been, you know, a short film at that point yeah um but anyway so we, we start with danny you know um we cut inside the pyramid and have the discussion and here here it feels like is one of the first times this season surprisingly that i've i've called out um danny for what yeah. she really is but Tyrion literally compares danny here to her father like yeah, yeah. literally you know it, alarm bells should be ringing for everybody at this point now i mean the audience now yes you know it's he says it's not entirely different no. um but that's so, that she she tries to defend herself, and you no, know, he he says, you know, do you know what your father's plan was? He was going to slaughter his people. He you know he had wildfire hidden and all the rest of it. And she said, well, this is entirely different. Yeah. And, and straight up, he said, no, it's not. It's the same fucking thing. You're under attack, and your answer is to kill everybody. 
Yeah. You're and, not, you, you might think you're not your father's daughter, but you very much are. Yeah. And it's it's refreshing, you know, to hear it spoken out loud so bluntly. You know, we've had it sort of mentioned. People have danced around the issue with her before. Yeah. Um, but Tyrion is just flat out telling her, like, this is this is a murderous is rampage okay. that you're about to go on. And this is not OK. I am your advisor. And I am telling you this is not OK. Um, so that's that's refreshing to hear. Once again, I'm surprised at everybody's reaction to season eight when you are literally being yeah. told. Oh, it on a plate from pretty much day one yeah I, but it, it but it it's never more well actually it is more blatant than this as well shortly yes. but it's pretty blatant here um the other nice thing with this scene is the seeding of the wildfire yes um very very nicely done very deftly yeah, I mean, handled i mean we had it because they seeded it in season two where before we had black water um where Tyrion and bron found out about it um and they you know and Tyrion obviously just you know, had his had his stash um, I had his bit taken out of the stash and, and used it for the battle. So that, and then it's kind of not be mentioned again. And then last week, um, Kyburn and Cersei had us a talking whispers about that thing you asked me to investigate beneath the city. It's there and much, much more. So we you know we had that last week, and it's just, again, it's just reminding people without so no. And last week it was just so sort of saying, oh, there's a plan afoot. And then this yeah. week, you know, it, it just it's just another dot on that line. And if you're not paying attention or if you're not expecting it, then you you can miss it quite easily. Yes. Yeah, you really can. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's good. Um, yeah, looks really well. So we, um, you know, and then just to hammer the point home again, um, talking about the um, sort of her actions and stuff like that. You know, we get this scene then uh, where she, she sort of lands on the dragon and she, she says, my reign has just begun. Yeah. And it's like, look, yes, the slavers are bad people. Okay, I don't think anybody can can deny that they are bad people, and this siege is out of order. But Danny is flat out terrifying here. These are the actions of a classic villain. Well, this She's is fucking I mean, this, riding this is... around on these fierce, like these fearsome looking dragons, landing, just having a breathing fire everywhere and shit. It's like, look, this is you are inspiring terror in people here. This is this is what you're you're conjuring up. This isn't yeah. like follow me to glory this is i am going to fucking end you if yeah, you don't on, listen to me. yeah if you're not on my side then you're against me and this is like replacing hitler with donald trump you know yeah. just because the slavers are bad doesn't mean she's any better no i actually really not however having said all of that this is fucking and I, and I don't mean this in the kind of way this word has been reclaimed which i find incredibly annoying in the truest sense of the yes. word this is fucking epic yes this like the scale of this battle once the dragon starts flying around and laying waste to the ships and stuff is just fucking epic it's yeah, immense it, it is and i mean given given that i'd imagine 90 percent of what we see on screen is cgi yeah it, it really does work well it really does come across it's, well it, um, i mean this is this is hollywood yeah level movie making special effects and budget I this say, I mean, this is, when we did the the book episode when we read the book before christmas and we we did the episode on that they, there's a lot of talk about battle of the bastards and how difficult it was to shoot and how they couldn't afford to do everything they wanted to and stuff like that and i remember at the time thinking they're on no they're, they're looking at no 100 million dollars a season how can they how have they not got the money for it and then you see this and go Right, okay, this is only, what, five minutes worth of stuff? Mm, but yeah. it's every penny they've spent shows on that screen. Oh, it's it's all it, on it screen. Looks, it looks beautiful. Um, it's so jaw-dropping. It is. <laughs> you get that. I mean, and So even before that, you, know, you have this bit of a, a showdown where the Masters are, you know, you're going to leave like a beggar queen you are, and you know, you, the, 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 the unsighted you stole will stay, will stay and be sold the highest bidder, and the translator you stole. And Tyrion says, oh, we're here to, nego no, here to negotiate terms of surrender, and they get all cocky. And you just you just you're just waiting for you know, who's going to drop the line and says oh no it's not our surrender it's yours 
Yeah. And you're just waiting for that to come out. And when it does come out, it, you know, it, it's it's really effective. And then she just jumps on the dragon, bucks off, and the dragons go to town on, on, the, on the boats. And obviously she's got one, and then the other two come out are following, and they, they just sort of lay waste to everything. And that's really cool. But the one thing I did think was really cool, actually, was you get the um, the scene where back on the top of the um, the pyramid with the Masters and Grey Worm, Tyrion and uh, Miss Andy. And it's, you know, Grey Worm just basically fucks off all the soldiers and said, look, I can kill you all, and I don't really give a shit, or you can all go home. Yeah. But you need to not be on this pyramid anymore. And they all, as one, they drop the swords and fuck off. And again, that no, that's really good. It's a really good, sh- it's a really good, um, good moment. It looks, no, again, it looks very good because the way they all move in unison is very good. And then you get the bit with the two absolute, sh- the two shit eating masters who throw the other it's, one under the it's bus. It's amazing, isn't it? It's an like, absolute master shock. And that grey worm, the ninja. The movement, yeah, <laughs> oh. that, that movement. I've seen it so many times. It, it pops up on Facebook every now and again. And I've seen it, and it's absolutely, it's just masterful. It's uh, and it, you're kind of at that point where you expect it from from this show. Yeah. But be, so many things that have been really clumsily handled, but that one. It just what it's, it's one fluid movement, and then the knife goes away, and he walks away, and it's it's one and done, and that it works really well. And I think when we've seen stuff with with Arya in the past, with Jagan Hagar in the past, with Jorah and Davos, and anybody who's killed anybody, they've gone down that route of going right, okay, well they're in no, they might be in leather armor, or they might be in chainmail, and the big wheel, unwieldy swords, so it's really difficult, and all the rest of it. And this is a guy who's just, you know, he's he's effectively Batman. He's honed to perfection because that's what he's been brought up to be. Is that Putin? No, that's that's. He's a weapon. Yeah, yeah. He's, as I say, he's a super soldier. He's a weapon, and he's it literally just he doesn't even break sweat. He doesn't have to think about it. It's almost instinctive where that knife is in his hand and straight across their throats, and he puts it away without thinking about it. The only thing would have been cooler is if he'd licked the blood off it first. Yeah, I mean, it's it, what I loved about it. Like, yes, the movement is epic, and you're dead right. It is like some I, I've compared him to a ninja here, but it is like Batman ninja level shit, where it's just completely like cold and calculated, and like. Yeah. Even I, I think even licking the blood off it actually like I, I get where you're going, but I think that'd have been worse because this is just so matter of fact with mm. him. It's just like this is like cutting a cake. This is just like there's no effort involved in this. But this is the first time really like they've talked about it. They've talked about the Unsullied and how they're these fierce warriors, and obviously Grey Worm is a character that we've come to know. But I feel like this is the first time that we've really seen Grey Worm the fucking living weapon. Because, yeah. like, we've, we've talked about it before, you know, particularly when he was in, you know, in that showdown where him and Barrison were together, sort of holding the ranks and things. And he yeah. was just fucking useless. And, you know, whenever we've seen them, that the fight has been back and forth and they haven't been these kind of almost autonomous killing machines that they're being sold as. But yeah. that's what we get here. That is like, this guy is fucking terrifying. He's cold as ice and precise yeah. as a scalpel. Like, and, he's and literally the just, ah, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I mean they they've been sold as being this ultimate army and all the rest of it, but that was when they was they were in bondage and they were going to be you no know, because they were brought up as as slaves and they they would you know, they were so they were sold as slaves and they they'd be a slave army for somebody else. So that you know, in that context, if they if they'd been maintained in that way, then I, I think the army would have been better because they were then freed and stayed out of loyalty, but they had a bit more freedom, a bit more autonomy, a bit you no know, they they could go off and meet people and you no know, they didn't they they weren't you no know, they could go to brothels and get cuddled and shit like that. Because no, that's what what they were doing. Then that that sort of lessened their impact, and we've we've not seen that much of them this season. The last season we saw a lot of the Unsullied because we saw them getting fucked up by the Sons of the Harpy. Whereas this mm. year we've not really seen a lot of them. They've just been in the city where stuff is going on, and this is and no, we've spent a lot more time with Grey Worm the person, as you said. So this is no, this is a, a bit of a return really, and then you, you know so you get that, and you know even here like we don't see the Unsullied do anything in this scene. 
all the damage is done by the Dothraki. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, who are also awesome when they just yes. show up, but you know, just hollering and whooping, and yeah, I, it, this this fight scene is epic. Um, the the one thing I think, um, I I think I understand because I've thought on this a lot, so I think I understand why they've done this. But to me, my initial thought is that you know, as I say, this takes focus off the Battle of the Bastards itself, yes. and I don't understand why this wasn't in last week's episode because actually the juxtaposition of what's going on here with what Jamie um does yeah. in his in his battle with, yeah, with it's Blackfish, a lot more I think it's, isn't it? Yeah, and and I think it works quite well. You know, what what we essentially get is the a very similar approach in that, you know, Jamie manages to win the battle through through his actions, the words without any bloodshed, and that's actually what goes on um at the top of the tower here. It's just that Danny has way more collateral damage. Yeah. Because she's clumsier, she's a fucking, as we've said before, basically a murderous psychopath. Whereas yeah. Jamie is charming and cool and calm and has honor. So yeah, yes and now, no. I think the problem with that is that because the masters are on top of the pyramid and the, the ships are down in the bay, even even if they surrender, they've got no way of getting a message back to the ships. So yeah. something has to be done to take the ships out. And, whether well, whether they need to destroy them all or just destroy one of them as a show of force, I don't really know. I mean, it's Danny, so no, I'm surprised she didn't no, go for the be at the city while she was at it. But um, I, I, I don't I don't dispute that. I, I like I say, what what we get is the same. We get the same scenario, yeah, and the same outcome essentially, um, just with that extra collateral damage, which shows the difference yeah. between the two approaches. Like Jamie's battle never got this out of hand. It wasn't allowed to. Yeah, because it wasn't allowed he, to turn into a, a real fight, was it? No, I mean, because he, he owned that battle from day one, yeah. and so I feel like whilst I, whilst I would have preferred this last week, and I think the juxtaposition would have worked very well. I think actually what it does do is shine even more light on Danny as a fucking tyrant, oh, which is probably why they didn't do it. Um, whereas here she gets to, you know apart from Tyrion calling her out at least, and apart from us calling bullshit on her actions, for most of the audience, she gets to still be Danny the conquering hero. Yeah, because uh, she, she's, she's still doing it for Marine, so she's, still, she's, trying, yeah. she's trying to stop it from slipping back into slavery and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I mean my, my point, as, as normal, it's, it's an internal logic point of, you know, rather than a, than a story point. I think you're right. I think the juxtaposition would have been better um, if it came last week. Um, yeah. But then we wouldn't have had that really fucking awkward scene of the dragon walking on the roof and the really clunky you know, somebody in, in hobnail boots st stamping around to get a, uh, get an effect. Yeah, and look, how much better would all of that be last week? Instead of having that tiny little short scene of that, we'd have yeah. she just, just flies. She flies in and just have her come in and sort shit yeah. out. Yeah, just... she just flies in. Dragon takes out a couple of boats, and then we have all the, we have this stuff. Even if you do this stuff at the start, and this is five minutes at the start of the episode, just wrapping that up. Yeah. I mean, and then, how much, then you go north. And how much stronger does it make her look as a leader? Yes, again, more like a tyrant, but that, that's where she's going anyway. Yeah. How much stronger does she look and how much more badass does she look if she literally swoops in on the dragon, yeah, okay, hop, hops off the dragon? Oh, I'm, I'm talking a specific scene here. Her introduction again, which was clumsy and weird last week, okay? Yeah. She takes some boats out, swoops in on the dragon, hops into the room with Tyrion, and whilst walking on the fly, just does a full-on like military commander style, okay, give me a sit rep. Yeah. And then just launches into it. Like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And doesn't miss a beat. Just walks in. And now that is where you get your good juxtaposition with Jamie. Whereby, yes, the approaches are different. But she would have absolute control of her battlefield. It's yeah. just in her case, it's been like, okay, this is what we're doing. And I'm in control. Whereas all of this with her still feels reactionary. Um, and epic as it is, 
it just feels like she doesn't have control of any of this. Yeah. Um, so so that that would be my suggestion personally, and this is my personal suggestion to improve this episode because after this then we're over to the battle of the bastards and my only real criticism with the battle of the bastards stuff and it's the first thing i've written here mm. is that what we get is great and it plays in a beautiful three-act structure throughout yes. this episode okay it yes. is a mini movie but we need more yeah. we need more act one with ramsey and john like we had the letter a couple of weeks ago which was amazing and i talked yeah. about it at the time that was really good and we've had john go in and gather in his army but then when he first meets ramsey on the battlefield here now yeah it's the first time they've come face to face yeah and i feel like ramsey needs to goad him more because john's too calm about it and you know like we do get it ramsey gets him there he yeah. winds him up by by the time we hit act two but I think it just needed that little bit more, more of the letters, more of the meeting each other, more of the basically spitting in his face and yeah. giving him the open hand slap. I challenge you to a duel, sir. Yeah. Kind of. The, the thing. problem is that he relies too much, and it, it's a lot of it comes. I, I, I'm reading into this as a as a, um, a literary reading of it, so I may be no, I may be completely off piece, but. The, the the because of you no know, Ramsey's whole thing about being a bastard and needing to be legitimized and he killed his father and he killed his father and his brother because it would affect his claim to to Winterfell and the rest of it. He plays them. He repeatedly refers to John as bastard. Every sentence, what about you, bastard? You can't do yeah. that, bastard. And John has never shied away from that. That's never been a button for John. No. Whereas no. it's because it's all because it's about always been a button for Ramsey. He feels that it should be a button for all bastards, and that's why he keeps on calling it and that's why he presses it. And it never works. But Ramsey is far too intelligent for that. So I don't see why that's his go-to move. When and it, it think, doesn't work, yeah. so just move on, move on to something else, because he's got that in his arsenal. And I think we'll go more, back to it. Yeah, and I think with more time, though, it could work. And that's what I'm saying. What it means yeah. is, like, this is all very condensed. But what we've needed has been at least all of this episode, if not, I would say, a good two to three episodes with fleeting glances of them, as we do in yes. this show. Of Ramsay just chipping him down with yeah. that. Because John is going into this battle like we know why he's going into battle. We know it has to be done, okay? They, they're going in there to save their family name, to save their brother. He's got all of these reasons. But yeah. there's no there's no real personal vendetta no. from John. There is from Sansa because obviously she's been mistreated by him. But yes. I feel like Ramsay doesn't get under John's skin in the same way that he does with everyone else's. And that's partly because John is a, a far more experienced fighter and an honorable man and a commander so it's gonna take more to get under his skin but mm. he needs to be annoyed going into this like ramsey needs to get under his skin like we're yes. already on john's side anyway there's Why not exactly? any doubt but we we need to kind of ramsey is such a likable character as, as a villain because you yeah. love to hate him that, that yes. you need him to turn those screws you know like i said that the letter that he said was the perfect example of that it needs to be you need to be wincing and the bastard thing just doesn't do it. Like, the, and they know they need it. That's why it's here. Yeah, they know they need this. It's just as usual with this show. Too little, too late. Yeah. And if we could have shifted this Danny stuff and had some extra stuff at the start of the episode where Ramsey's breaking him down, I think like as great as the Battle of the Bastards is, it, it's a case of elevating what's there rather yes. than it, like it doesn't. It's not broken. It doesn't need fixing. But it could be elevated so much yeah, more just that, by that's, that. That's it, and I mean, I mean, talking about the so the, the Danny stuff and how it impinges on this episode. I mean, as you said, we you know we could have had the the, the business end of it last week. So you know, she comes back. We have the the, the, the all, all all the epic fight stuff, all the you know, all the good CGI, all of that comes in at the end of last week. 
this week have none of it whatsoever. And then yeah. start, start next week back in Marine, uh, whereby you first have the conversation with the Masters where they get executed. Then you have her conversation with Yara and Theon, which, as fucking hilarious as it was, completely ruined the episode because it didn't belong there. Yep. Um, and then we get the time we need to focus on what's going on at Winterfell. And it, it doesn't detract from the other stuff because the problem with having the other stuff in this episode is that everybody just wants to get back to Winterfell. Nobody actually gives a fuck about this bit because when's John going to put no? When when's John going to smack him down? When Sansa going to kill him? Because Sansa's got to kill him. Of course yeah. she has because no, that's yep. that's her, her story. Um, or are they really going to screw the pooch like they normally do and just you know, pull the rug for no fucking reason? That's the bit people want to see, especially knowing that it's this episode, knowing that it's you know, the one they've been building to, and it's the penultimate one of the season. Nobody cares about Yara, Yara and Daenerys flirting for five minutes. Fun as no. that was. No, and, and there's particularly when we get to the battle as well. It it's so like it's so frenetic, and they do so much to plunge us into the battle and make sure we aren't removed from it. Yes, that again, it, like what is there is great and works. But if we'd have spent the whole episode just entrenched with John. And just and Ramsey getting under his skin to start with, and just don't leave John is the thing here. Like this yeah. needs to be the whole episode needs to be from John's viewpoint. He's our commander, like this, and that's how the battle is played. The battle is all John all yeah. the time, and, and that's really what it close needs as well. To be. It's, you know, it's, it's done really well. I mean, obviously a lot, of that, a lot of that I think is due to the you know the financial restraints where they you know they obviously they haven't got the numbers that they would have in that actual battle, and they you know, yeah. they've got to reset the field and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I get being in close from a practical point of view. But from a story point of view, it does, it puts you right there with it. Yes, and, absolutely. And, you know, every time, I mean, I, I watched it um, again last night after we recorded um, uh, SMPD. And again, so I sat, sat at the computer, lights are off, headphones on, and every time an arrow whistles, whistles past, every time somebody swings a sword, I get it in, in 3D. And yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. It works really well. And because you are so tight in on John, and you don't know where the next one's coming from, and you, you see all these things which are slightly out of focus behind him and they just come in and they, you, know, you get the clashing of horses into each other and all this sort of stuff and it's you know, it's all right on top of you it's absolutely it's a really good effect and it works really well to really build up where you know you're you're in there with him the only thing i was glad of was you, you didn't have the smell because it would just stink a horse piss yeah um but but yeah so i feel like again i'm not saying what's here is bad because it's not and it's not broken in any way like i say they understand they give us just enough for this to work is the thing and and when it when it does take off when we're in the battle like it flies but they give us just enough narrative meat on the bones for it to work whereas if they just give us a bit more it would go from it's it's really good when we get there and it all works to this is fucking phenomenal and yeah. that's that's where they fall down slightly um there is there is some good stuff in this first meeting as well though you know yeah. I, well there's a, it's a lot of good stuff it's a good scene as i say yes, i just wanted more of it um, but you know again this juxtaposition thing you know where I, I i kind of contradicted myself in my notes here where i said they probably didn't have the danny scene last week because jamie would have made it look bad john makes it look even worse by just flat yeah. out meeting ramsey on the battlefield and just saying right nobody else has to die this yeah. is me and you i just yeah. uh, he is he is absolutely 100 percent, regardless of his lineage he is absolutely ned stark's son yes like, look the honorable thing to do is for me and you to just have this out right now just forget everybody else mano a mano you and me winner take all and that is absolutely what Ned would have done as well. He oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, forget the armies. Nobody else needs to die. Yeah. You want me. I want you. Let's do it. Yeah, let's um, deal with And it. again, that, that would have felt much weightier had we had the work put in so that Ramsey was then able to go, you know what? Nah. Yeah. After after goading him so much, you know, just going like, nah. And, and, and denying John that as well. Um, yeah. we, get the, we get the wolf's head. 
brought out yeah. the throne. That's good, obviously symbolic. But I, again, I can't help but think, you know, the wolf's head has been done in the show before, okay? And yeah. really, it proves nothing. What they should have done there was throw Osher's head out. I yeah. don't know why why they didn't do that. But then, but then again, they, none of them would know Osher. Osher didn't appear until after John had gone north and Sansa had gone oh, south, so they true. wouldn't know her. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. So that, that would, that's why that wouldn't work. Um, but yeah, you know, realistically, you know, there, there's... The the wolf's head is probably the only the only signifier they've got, but that could be any wolf realistically, couldn't that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so um, I mean, that, that's that's the thing. But yeah, I I really like the scene. And then again, the way Sansa just ends it. She's yeah. Like, enough. No, I, I, enough of the crowing and posture and all this shit. Tomorrow you're gonna die. And she turns around and fucks off. And that no, that's the the best end you could have had to this scene. Yeah, it is. It's it's really good. The scene itself is full attention. It sets the yeah. table well. And yeah, you're right. Sansa ends the scene. And then we have this scene between her and John. Yeah, uh, and, and and it's good for both of them as well. You know, John reveals that he's playing mind games as yeah. well. You know, which so it's like he hasn't underestimated Ramsey. He's just trying to work out how he thinks. Um, yeah. That that's all good, but we need more of that. That's the stuff that we need exploring more. Well, this is. Um, it. I mean, I remember thinking because I, I, I don't take notes. Um, I don't. By the time I end up watching, it's that close to us recording. I, I do it from memory anyway. But I remember thinking that if you you go back as far as season two and early season three. All the war room crap and all the war council crap we had with Rob and Cat. Yeah. And we spent so much time in these, no, the in these tents, look, talking at strategy that never came to pass, all this sort of stuff. And you think, right, we've had that. We they know no, we know how this works. And we've had time to refine it because obviously no, we're no, we're not taking it from the books anymore, we're writing ourselves. And so we know we've we've had time to work out how to do this. And we could get a lot of information here. Again, and this I think this comes down to the fact they lost about 20 minutes of this episode to um to Danny. Whereas they could have, they could have had, you know, they could have broken this into two scenes and had them being far longer and far more important. And the stuff you get with John and Sansa is great. The stuff you get where he's talking strategy and you, they make a bit of a joke about it with Tormund where he doesn't understand what they're talking about. That's all fine. It kind of it releases a bit of the tension we've just had in that previous scene. That's fine. But I, I, I think you're right. I just think there's not enough of it for us to actually care because it, it looks as though they again because they haven't got the numbers and it looks like they're playing at it. Yeah, and what's what's weird about it? I mean, Sansa literally speaks it out loud as well. She literally says that he's playing mind games and you can't win this way and things like yeah. that. Like, so, and this is all good, you know. Again, what we get here is good, but as you say, in previous seasons, and one of the things I think the reason people got so excited about Battle of the Bastards, and and I tend to agree in watching it this time as well, is this is the first time, this episode specifically, this is the first time we've seen a real. Battle. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, we had hard home, but that was basically a fucking retreat. It was a it was a run in fight. It, yes. it was, but also, I mean, it was done. It wasn't set up as a no as a medieval battle the no. way this had been set up. No, it was that, set up that's an what ambush. I'm saying. It's an ambush, and, right? So it's not the same thing. And then everything else has been a siege. Basically. Yes. It's not been a battle. It's been a siege. Okay. Things like Blackwater was a siege. It's called the Battle of Blackwater, but it was essentially a siege. They were attacking uh, and, and defending. Whereas this is two armies meeting on a battlefield, having a gigantic, almighty showdown, which yes. has happened several times over the course of the show but it's always off screen we, yeah. we get all the build-up like you said like we did with rob how many times has rob going to battle and we didn't see it yeah this is the first time we see it and it feels amazing and it's what we've wanted all along and it's yeah. worth the wait but then you've you've shortchanged us on all of the build-up yeah it's, it's it's a weird one and i think i mean I've, I'm, I'm gonna jump ahead a bit as well because i mean and we'll we'll dive around it but the battle itself there's, I mean, I, I'm not so much now, but I, I used to love the military history and especially looking at sort of you know, wars from this sort of medieval evil period, you know, things like Agincourt 
Um, no, even going back further to, to Rome and the, uh, the, um, the, the, the battle with the, Car- uh, the Carthaginians in, uh, in Cannae. This, there's no, they've, they've looked at so many of these things and looked at strategies and the whole thing with you no know, the the um, the archers taking you know, taking the high ground and just f- firing bolt after bolt after bolt and not and not engaging with the um, with the foot soldiers and then you know, the the bodies just piling up so they form a barrier that's all stuff they've actually gone out and found and taken and gone that's really cool we can build on that we can work on that and mm-hmm. somewhere between the writing and the design the, you know, the, the, the the choreography and the design and the direction that's been played out absolutely perfectly and it's it's one of those you think. That's really good. Oh, no, okay, we couldn't have had that in the past because of the budget and all the rest of it. But if we can show that actually there's some thought gone into planning it, as much planning for the battle on screen as there has been in the work they've done to prepare off screen, I think we, we'd have felt a far we'd felt far more justified and far more grateful for it. Whereas actually, as you said, we 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 put up with all the shit for battles we didn't care about because we didn't see. And then when we get one we actually know we're gonna get, it's like, well, hang on, where's all the, where's all the good stuff you did before? It's it's typical Game of Thrones, isn't it? It almost feels like all of a sudden, and and we know now, you know, we know it is historically accurate through interviews that have been given and stuff like that, that that they were chancing it pretty much every season. And they got to this point and realised that, okay, we can do this now. We can do a battle. But you get the impression that even knowing they could do it, and when you read about the conditions that everybody working under and stuff like that in the book as well, even knowing they would do it, they were still flying by the seat of their pants instead of, yeah, absolutely plotting this thing out and planning it out. Yeah. Um, But it it almost felt like they weren't sure if they were going to be able to pull it off and they weren't sure if it was going to happen. So they didn't, like, hinge too much of the season around it, essentially. And it... It's a shame because I think if this had been treated with the same kind of gravitas all season as Rob's battles were, yes. again, what we've got is is amazing, but it would have been just world beating in terms of what you see on a screen. It it would be, you know, there would be nothing like it on TV. Yeah. And it would you could put it shoulder to shoulder with some high level Hollywood productions in terms yeah. of its scale at that point. But Whilst when we do get to the battle, yes, you can see all of that on screen. We, I just feel like we're lacking just that little bit of emotional connection mm. because, like, yes, we love John, yes, we hate Ramsey, but those emotions could be heightened even more with a little. Oh yeah, it is the thing. Um, yeah, that's right. And I mean, we talk, we've talked about it. I can't. I think we've probably talked about it on this show, um, but certainly we've talked about it on other shows that the the, so the 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 sit down in heat is the one that always yes. comes back. And you've got that scene. Um, with John and Ramsey, you no know, pre-battle, we had it. Uh, oh Christ, back at the start of season two with Renly and Stannis. That comes to, to a, mind for to me a far as well. Lesser degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I'm showing how they how they've grown into it and how they, because the characters have developed, they they know how to do it that much better now. But I think e- even that one with with Renly and uh, Stannis. Because because we didn't have the emotional connection, it didn't matter. There was a quick scene. Um, whereas this one, as I say, you you are right. You, know, you are right. To think. Well, hang on. This could no, this could have been the problem no, the, the parley that uh, Jamie and Blackfish could have had two weeks yeah. ago. You know, this this could be that level. Of, no, this could be that level of te- of tension. You could be done. No, you could be up to eleven on this one, and nobody would care. Nobody would be going. If I can get on with it, get to the action, get to the tits, because you know it's coming. It, you know, it's you can have a slow build with this. And unfortunately, I think you're right. They've just kind of gone. Oh yeah, we need we, we've got the battle, but we need to st- we need to kick it off first. We can't just have them launch it because they're not just going to go and attack Winterfell. They need to actually have a reason to be out there. Yeah, and and, and, yeah. and that's that's the perfect comparison actually. Is when you look, Jamie and the Blackfish went on for three weeks altogether. I think. Yeah, two or three weeks. And again, we we talked about it at the time how they straight away established the Blackfish as a credible villain, and then had an episode where he was just pushing Jamie's buttons, constantly calling him out on his honor and things like that, and yeah. getting under his skin. 
And that's what we needed to see Ramsey do with John. And they've done it, but they do it in the space of five minutes. Yeah. And, and with I, I feel like that's a waste of Ramsey as a character and, yeah. you know, and in the performance as well. Because we've said season on season now, he's constantly one of the most entertaining things in the show. So just, just give it to him. Let him do it. And then we're yeah. going to love it all the more when John does actually take him down. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, we do spend a little bit of time in the war room. And, you know, what we get is, you know, we get that nice scene with Tormund and Davos. We don't need it. Yeah. You know, we could do more with John there. Um, what we do get is um, one of my favourite, um, in, in terms of writing anyway, one of my favourite moments in the show. Um, we've had, for the last two or three weeks, Sansa preaching to John about how we don't have enough men. Let me get yeah. more men. We don't have enough men. And John's response is always, well, that's what we've got. We're going to battle because that's what we've got. We can't wait. That's what we've got. Yeah. Um, and then it's 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 not even subtle. Like, this is absolutely them going, ta-da, and flopping their dick out. And we get this this conversation between John and Melisandre, and they're talking about gods and why he's been brought back, and maybe yeah. this is why, and things like that. And he says to her, what kind of god would do something like that? And she looks him dead in the eye and says, the one we've got. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing. That is proper back of the net writing. That is like, we've been, you know, hook, line and sinker. For the last yeah. three weeks, we've been we've been just holding this out in front of you. You've taken the bait and here it is, back of the net. Yes, please. I will take that all day long, more of it. Yeah. That's, that's good, clever, intelligent, subtle writing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the takeaway of this whole episode, Bill, as you just said, is that we need more of that. And I think that's pretty much sums up the entire episode is that what they do well we just don't have enough of. Yeah, I, and look, there is very little to complain about in this episode, really. And and everything that I am saying, you've noticed so far, I'm just saying, yeah, but it could be better. Yeah. Um, and, and and that's the thing. It's 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 great. I, I'm just. This is more like. This is more like you know. It's it's an A, but we could get it to an A plus here with a bit yeah. of gentle coaching, you know. Uh, but this this specifically, uh, this works so well. It, it's just proper. That's. I mean, I'm I'm easy to please actually with writing as long as. As long as everything clicks into place, I'm an easy mark, and and nothing makes me happier than good solid writing. And this was one of those moments. This is just like his on the back of your arm, standing, and you just go like, oh yes, like that was that's how you do it. Um, so really good stuff. Um, then we have this brief sojourn back over to um, to Marine, and and we have right Tyrion is laying into Theon. And yeah. it's been framed as though I feel like we're supposed to feel bad for Theon. Yeah. But this this is problematic because one, like, Theon's a cunt. Like, yeah, yes, he's on, the, he's on the way back, as we said last week. Like, he's been having some good character moments, but, you know, always always has been a cunt. And, and Tyrion never has been and is a fan favourite. So, like, everybody's instantly... All you're doing is making it worse for Theon here. Like, yeah. I, I don't get it. But I guess it would stand to reason that the two characters... were Like, they, they're playing true to character, at least. It's just, maybe you shouldn't have shown us this. Maybe Tyrion should have been somewhere else. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's again, it's it's all, it's almost like... It almost smacks of being, like, petty schoolboys. It's where... No. Well, you, you know, and... I was bullied as a kid. I think you were as well. And it's one of those where it's it's just that everybody wants that opportunity to get the one up on the bully. Yeah, completely. And it, and it just smacks of that. And you know, Tyrion is he's physically above him, so he gets to talk down to him, and he gets to condescend to him as well. So no, obviously we get that. No, that status paradox. That, that's that's no, that's they've, no, they've done that for a reason. The thing that strikes me with this scene, um, and I remember it from first time around. I remember we talked about it first time around as well. 
the the exchanges between Danny and Yara uh-huh. are really good. They're they're amazing. <laughs> they ruin this episode because they don't belong here. They don't belong, no. But but I'm, what's there again? Oh my again, God, what's they... there is brilliant. And we've we said about um, Gemma Wheel and Gemma Wallen uh, many times how good she is. Um, Media Clark just pulling faces at her is fucking hilarious. The chemistry between the two yeah. of them is just off the charts, and it it fully makes up for fucking the tits off this one a yes. couple of weeks ago. Like, this is much better than that. And it's just why that felt so out of place for Yara. This yeah. this feels more in character. You know, she's she's casually flirtatious, but also, like, like if she has to, she will absolutely throw down. Yeah. Um, and, it, yeah, it just works. She's still guarded, but she's kind of flirting with her, and Danny's doing the same. And you get the impression that they've both kind of met in match a little here. And it's yeah. great. This, this kind of verbal sparring, you know, your father was a terrible king, and they says, well, you and I have that in common. Yeah. Like, just great. Just batting it straight back to her. And no one, absolutely no one talks to Danny like that, which is yeah. what catches her off guard. Nobody would dare walk into her throne room and just dress her down and throw it back at her face. Um, yeah. And I, I loved it bit as well. And I remember, I remember laughing at it the first time I watched it. Um where they're talking about um, Euron and uh, the fact that you know, his um, his offer of a fleet comes conditional with his big cock and you know, his yeah. offer, offer of marriage. And Danny said, well, what do you offer? And he said, oh, uh, what are you offering marriage? So, well, I won't say no to anything. She I said, thought, yeah, it's something like, he says, was, Euron's going to march in with his big cock and demand to marry you. And she says, oh, what, and what of you? Are you going to demand to marry me? And she says, I never demand, but I'm up for anything. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, she delivers it perfectly. Again, so much better than fucking the tits off this one. Yeah, that's like, it. I mean, the, the delivery, it's, it's, it's like you would get with two people bantering in a pub. It's exactly what I was about to say. It feels more natural and it feels like the kind of casually flirtatious line that, yes, you would throw out in a pub when yeah. you've got that level of connection with someone, you know, where you're like, well, I, you know, I'm game if you are, basically, but I'm not going to, I'm not wearing my heart on my sleeve, but yeah. game if you are, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I, I really like the scene. It just doesn't belong in this episode. It certainly doesn't belong now when we should be really ramping up to this battle. No, it belongs somewhere else. But yeah, I really like his excellent scene. However, I will point out once again, Danny's terms literally mean the Ironborn have to change their entire culture. Yeah. That is called a dictatorship. Yeah. It's quite funny, actually. I'm reading, I've got the wiki page in front of me, um, and it's talking about the um, the Inside the Episode featurette on the DVD, yeah. which I haven't watched. Um, and... Um, Benioff says about Daenerys' transformation during the series run. I think Danny's becoming a Targaryen, or been, been becoming Targaryen ever since the beginning of season one. Well, no shit, we've been saying that for like, six seasons. Yeah. Um, according to according to um, DBY, she's not her father, and she's not insane, and she's not a sadist. But there's a Targaryen ruthlessness that comes even, with even the good Targaryens. Uh, no, you've got you don't understand your character clearly. No, clearly not. <laughs> clearly not. Um, it, like it, that is. She has flat out just put them in a dictatorship. Like you, everything that's gone before, all of your culture, all your decades of history and your kids, gone. Your entire way of life. No more raping, no more pillaging, no more sailing. Not saying it's right, but that's so, the way of yeah, culture. I say, to, to be fair, it's, it's not a bad aspiration to rid your culture of rape and pillage and shit like that. However, we've already seen that the Ironborn don't, they, A, they don't want a female leader. Mm. And B, they don't want to give up that way of life. That's why they went for Euron over Yara. Yeah. So for all of a sudden, her to say, right, you're giving it up now. Like that is that is just imposing her will on them. That yeah. is dictatorship. And also, like, yeah, I know she's got dragons and stuff, right? But let's put this in in some sort of real world context. Let's just pretend for a minute, okay? 
Um, the Ironborn are, are Vikings. That's essentially what they are. They are yeah. Vikings. Can you imagine anyone going up to a Viking clan and saying, right, you got to stop raping and pillaging now because I've got dragons. Like, yeah, all right. You'd probably kill them all, but they would absolutely go down Well, they'd, they'd go out swinging and, and you no. Know, They'd probably take a dragon with them, to be honest. There's, there's yeah. three of them, but they'll, they'll give one a good go. Yeah, definitely. Somebody, somebody's going to be eating Kung Pao dragon at the end of the line. Yeah, they're fucking Vikings, for Christ's sake. They, you, you don't tell a Viking what to do. History yeah. has taught us that much. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus. Um, but anyway, yeah, good. It's a good scene. It just, yeah. again, Danny's character right there at the forefront. So, okay, that's all of that out of the way then. Into yeah, the that's, that's it now. That's, I think that's the end of uh, yeah. Danny this week, isn't it? The opening of this battle is just absolutely flawless. It, yeah. It's flawless. I have nothing bad. Like, all of the bad stuff I've got to say about the battle comes with what should be Act 1. It's all, like, we needed the build-up beforehand. We're here yeah. now. We're into Act 2. And it is just flawless. It's cinematic. It's tense. Yeah. You know, the, the pacing detail. is good as well. The pacing is really good. Amazing. And, and Ramsey's plan is just fantastic. John has absolutely no choice. He yes. has to play Ramsey's game. Yeah. You know, it, it, just, it actually gives like this kind of weighty, kind of impactful, kind of tense feel to, to it for a change. Like there's, there's something on the line here. Like, yeah. And the thing is that even though we, we've we've only seen Rick on in about six episodes across six seasons because they fucked him off for so long, he's still a Stark. And and as no, we've already had no, we've just as a, as a reminder in this episode in the scene with Sansa and John, it's a he's Ned Stark's trueborn son. He's he's more valuable than me. He's more valuable than you. And Ramsey has him. Yeah, so that's you can feel that when yeah. he dies. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's way it's, it's, it's so and important, it's impactful. And it's, yeah, and like, even though he's, he's a character, we don't know. Yeah, it, it's there's so much weight to touch, and it, it really does work. And the whole th- again, obviously, it's, it's done for it's done for cinematic effect. But the fact that you know John is by his side when the arrow goes through, he's reached him, and he still couldn't save him. Again, I, it's an absolute kick in the nuts before you start the battle. It is, and and again, that is. That is the point. Like you imagine, this this is good and it works. Okay, yeah. and it definitely works. John's with him. It's it's impactful. It gives him a proper death as well. It's it's really really good. But you imagine if for the last three weeks we'd have had John going, look, Ramsey, seriously, stop calling me a bastard. I don't care. You're not getting to me. Nobody needs to die. Just yeah. you and me. Let and and all the way through, John has essentially been Rocky Balboa. Okay, he's been honourable and stoic, and just be like, no, 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 we're going to do this the right way. Yeah, like we, are, I am absolutely not leading my men to death. You are not getting to me. I'm going to keep my head. We're doing it the right way. You know, and you even get this conversation with Sansa as well, where he's saying like, look, I know we're outnumbered, but I'm yeah. a better fighter. I'm not going to be stupid. I'm not going to be rash. And she's saying to him, no, you will be, because he'll push you to that. So yeah. if we've had weeks of that, and then all of a sudden it is as simple as this, and John just breaks, yeah. and all hell breaks loose, how much more impactful is that already? Just because we've had the work at the front yeah. end. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but look, they get us there. They they get us there with what they've got. We have all of the information for that to work. It just could have worked better with more build-up. If John had been more resolute about, no, absolutely not. I'm not just going to blindly charge at him. No, 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 no. And then all of a sudden he has to. Um, but that's fine. It, it, what, what's here works really well, really yeah. fucking well. I just, again, I'm nitpicking. Um now, the archers. Now, yeah. look, you're right. There's something really cool about the fact that it's historically accurate. Like, they're just pointing the bows in there and firing, and, you know, it's potluck whether they're going to land or not. But 
actually, when you look at it on screen, I'm sorry, like they're worse shots than stormtroopers, aren't they? Because like what you're expecting is for archers to hit their mark. That's what cinema has told us happens. Um, so that did just kind of rub against me a little bit. Um, but nevertheless, yeah. it's cool watching all the arrows raining down on him and stuff. It's yeah. really I mean, cool. I mean, that, I mean the, the, the thing, you know, I mean, following the arrows in, in mid-flight, I think they, they did it once too often. They went to the well a bit too often with that. Um, they didn't need that shot three or four times. They could have done, just done it once. But yeah, I mean, the, this, the historical side, you know, that um, the, the, the British did against, or the English did against the French at, um, at Agincourt, and that was the whole thing, is you you, you shoot over their head. So then yeah. they, they're forced to rush forward, and you force them into, you know, force them to to, to a close a close quarters attack. So that was, that was the whole point. And then where you've got reserves standing at the back, they're afraid to come forward because it's raining fucking arrows. So in yeah. that note, that it, again, it, as, as a as a plan, as a military tactic, you know, it's 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 proven, and I think it works really well here. And then you get the you know the where they do eventually draw them in, you get the horse, you know, the the the, the horses smashing into each other, and the, the, just the chaotic nature of it. It's absolutely brilliant because for all the plans that John's on about, you know, having trenches, they can't get them from the side, and obviously Ramsey's got his plan and all the rest of it. And it just shows that actually, when you get into it, once arrows or bullets or you no know, swords start swinging and all the rest of it, it's fucking dumb luck because all you need is something to you know not see something because there's so so much going on around you, and you've got an arrow in the back or you've got a sword through the gut, and there's nothing you can do about it. So the yes, you know, John's a skilled fighter, and the wildlings are savage fighters, and the umbers are fighters, and all the rest of it. But actually, it's just dumb luck that you don't get hit by something you don't even fucking see coming. And again, that that's and it comes that, across really well. It does, but that's the bit I feel would have come across so much better, or come across so much better if John had been so resolute for so long about no, I've got this seriously. Yeah. Like it's fine. I am not just going to run in and rely on dumb luck. Yeah. Um, but of course, he he does because you know there are people who can control a battlefield in that manner. Like I said, again, like Jamie last week, who just yeah. controls the battlefield to the point where nobody even goes to war. But like, I think the thing, with, the thing with Jamie is that you know, we've seen that Jamie is a general and he will do exactly what Ramsey did. He will direct traffic to a point where yes, he'll, yeah. he'll be in the battle when he needs to be, but actually he, he's not staring down 500 horses charging at him with a sword in, his, in one hand and his cock in the other. But that's what I'm saying. That's what we needed, yeah. out, of, needed out of John for the last couple of weeks, to be like, no, look, it's fine. I have yeah, a plan. Yeah, he needs to be a general. Yeah, well, yeah. Because he's, he's not, between scrabbling around, you know, making, trying to make alliances and going on begging people to help and all the rest of it, we've, we've not seen a general. We've not seen anybody planning well, or strategizing. This is, no, this is a guy who's desperate, and he's like, look, we have to do this, otherwise no, there's no point to anything. He was, never, actually, he was never going to be a general. We, we just need to get that. He was never going to be a general. That's not who he is. No, but, he but that's needed, what he needed we need, to be in the yeah, build-up. We needed to think that that's what he was going to be. And then, of course, Ramsey pushes his button so yeah. much that he's just like, no, I'm just going to kick the shit out yeah. of it. Fuck it, it's personal. I'm yeah, going to do it. That's Because that yeah. is John's character. Yeah, but if as, as, and you're right. If we'd had a couple of weeks of building up to you know. As you say, he's not he's not impulsive. He's not rash. We know he's fucking impulsive because we've seen it yeah. for the last six years. Yeah. So you no, know, I'm not I'm not being impulsive. I'm not being rash. I'm not playing these stupid fucking games. I'm approaching this as a, as a man commanding an army with right on my side and all the rest of it. And I'm commanding an army. I'm not a foot soldier in this. I'm running shit. Mm. And yeah, that then when it breaks down, yes, then you know, we get to that point where it all goes to shit. And he's like, right, okay, I'm I'm, I'm in the thick of it. But and, yeah, we just don't get that. And it's even like we we get. Look, the moment we get here is one of the best cinematically in the show. But again, with Bill, we get we get the moment of John just staring down the entire cavalry chasing yeah. towards him. 
and the score starts to build and he realizes like ah oh, fuck i'm out here on my own yeah. and i've got the entire army riding towards me yeah. and he's just staring him down and he's ready he's ready to die he's ready to go for it yeah and he has to make the conscious decision it's like well i either got to run back with my tail between my legs and they'll catch me because they're on horseback or i've got to engage and, you know, if at that moment what had actually happened was his entire plan had fallen apart yeah. and he's got to realise that, OK, we're doing this then. Yeah. Again, that moment would have meant even more. As it is, it is a wonderful moment, like proper hero stuff, like him staring down an entire army. The score swells yeah. and Davos is like, no, go, go to him now. And everybody starts charging behind him. Just excellent. Yeah. But again, just could have been a bit better. Now, all of that out of the way, as I say, that's all preamble. Everything is here is good. It's just that the stuff wasn't there to begin with. Yeah. Once we get into it, like we've already spoken about it, but just the sheer chaos of yeah. the battle is just, I mean, we're yeah. not on video for this show, but just chef's kiss, seriously. Like it, yeah. it's, it couldn't be better. Yeah, I mean, it, it reminded is... me of the opening of Saving Private Ryan. That's exactly what they're going for. It's, it's no, just this, this so for the energy is frenetic. The camera work because it's so close. It moves so. You know, there's so much movement in every shot. You know when you've got you know you've got mud splatting up because you've got horses running or trampling on ground. That's no snow. No, it's in <clears throat> excuse me. In reality, it's saturated with snow and horse piss. And you know, the fact they've got all these fucking horses there and they've been there for so long, so they've churned up all the ground. That all adds to it because you no, know, when, you know, when you're watching it, especially when you're watching it in HD. And it's just everything you can, you know, you, you're practically there. And so the only thing I don't have is smell vision and, um, and again, you know, this, we, we spoke uh, last week about, uh, about how simple it looks, but how much planning must have gone into the shot of yeah. Brienne and the Blackfish walking and talking and all the stuff that was going on around them. Yeah. And it's exactly the same thing here. To look at it on the off chance, and, and this is the effect they achieve, which is what they're going for, and it looks fantastic, you know, to an, I don't this, mean this to sound shitty, uh, but to an untrained eye, this looks like somebody's just in there with a the camera and shit is happening around them. You you almost yeah. need to forget that the camera is there. That's the intent of it. Well, um, yeah, that, that's it. But the fact that, actually, yes, yes, the, okay, it looks like no, it looks like shit's happening around them and they're trying to react to it. But that's what they have to do because they, no, they're, they're mirroring what John is doing. John is reacting to, oh, fuck, an arrow just passed. Where'd that come from? Oh, shit, somebody's swinging a sword at me. Oh, but fuck, it's, horse. But it's, but, it's organized chaos. Yeah, no, but where, I, where I'm going with that, yeah, where I'm going with that is, yes, it's organized chaos, but actually it's not chaos at all. Like the oh, no. level of blocking and planning yes. and intricate timing that has gone into pulling this off to make it look chaotic. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that, that's what I mean. When I say it's organized right. chaos, it's 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 all it's organized chaos on screen, but off yeah. screen, I said that's not that's that's fucking ballet. I mean, you know, and and we yeah, it, it that is exactly what it is. The level of choreography, it is a dance. And you know, when when we talked about in in the show we reviewed um, Fight Kind of Killer Dragon, and it was talking about these horrendously long night shoots and how long this took to, sh to shoot and all yeah. the planning that went into it. Yes horrendous working conditions but as we said at the start of the show here it is on screen that result is visible this is just amazing yeah like I, it, I don't think i've ever seen anything on tv like this and it's not very often i get sucked into the hyperbole of this show mm. but genuinely i don't think i've ever seen anything like this on tv and i'm not sure we ever will again like this is just fantastic. This this is proper. Like you say, you compared it to Save a Private Ryan, and you are not far short of the mark there. It's definitely what they've gone for, and yeah, I think they pretty much achieve it. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, going back to the book as well. I mean, they talked about the fact that when they first pitched this, um, HBO had just taken a bath on Rome, yeah, and they'd lost so much money on it, and they cancelled it after a year because you know it hadn't taken all the rest of it. 
So, I mean, they've, you know, this, this is the type of thing that justifies that, where they've gone, actually, yeah, you know, yeah, okay, we told you it was contained. Yeah, we told you it was small and it was manageable. And actually, it's, you know, we're now looking at fucking $100 million a season. But this is what you get. You get a 25-night shoot or 25-day shoot with fucking hundreds of extras, more crew than extras, fucking horses and CGI. And it's done. You know, this is what, the, you know, if, you, if we'd have them, had the money from day one, even though we're chancing it, I'm flying by the seat of our fucking pants every week. If we'd had the money from day one, you could have had this shit every fucking week. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Um, but what, as I say, what we've got is is great. We can we could pull holes in things like that forever, and that's what this show is. You know, that that's us pulling holes in in their entire approach. Um, I, but I think to take this on its merits, like yeah, it would be great to have this every week. But realistically, like, could you sustain that? Well, no, and then, and then I mean, because the source material is so huge, you wouldn't have had anywhere near the the, the build up for the rest of the story. You know, the characters. No, and and I know that the the political stuff isn't as interesting, and um, some of the character work has left a lot to be desired. But if you had this every week, you might as well just be watching fucking American football or something. You know, it's not it's not going to be the same as it? it's just going to be action, no. action, action, and you're not going you're not going to invest in it in the same way. No. Um, so yeah, but look, this is. This is, I think, in terms of battles, um, certainly the best looking, the best choreographed, and probably, in all honesty, in terms of story as well, the best battle the show has. Um, yeah. There are there are others which are flashier, don't get me wrong, but this feels the most accomplished. It, it does, and it feels the most authentic as well. I mean, we've talked we've talked about it on here, we've talked about it on other shows as well, but this is no it's it's a down and dirty fight because all the planning has gone out the window yeah and all of a sudden it's a fight for survival it's it's the the one in gross point blank at the at the reunion with the uh, the other assassin yeah just it's, fighting clawing yeah, yeah. fighting scratching clawing thumb in the eye kicking the nuts whatever you need to do just to survive and yeah. that's what this is but on a far larger scale yeah absolutely you know and we get just some amazing moments within that as well you know one of my favorites and i've, I've i remember it from first time out and i've, I've just written it in big capitals here as well when the giant shows up and just punches the horse, it's yes. fucking, it's just awesome. Just, they're all charging towards him, and he just flat out punches the horse, just like fuck off. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's great. He's really, really good. Um, and John, um, you know, gets basically what shall heretofore always be known as Tyrion for a big chunk of the battle as well. Yeah. Where he's just knocked to the ground and everybody's fucking trampling him, and you're just like, oh, all yeah. right, he's going to wake up and the battle's going to be done here. Yeah. Um, it's it kind of works though, like because like when it happens with Tyrion, it has to happen. Okay. Yeah, because he's not. He, he can't fight. He can't fight. Um, but here we've had, and again, it would be so much more effective had we had, we've had all the build-up. This is John's fight. He's going in to beat Ramsey. And just the odds are so overwhelming. And he is just one man that he gets knocked to the floor and trampled. And we don't expect it because we expect him to be leading the charge, cutting yeah. his way, cutting a path through to Ramsey, who, again, we occasionally cut back to Ramsey, just looking cool, calm and collected on his horse. It gives us a yeah. nice sort of juxtaposition to the chaos on the battlefield, really sets his character up as well. Um, but yeah, John's just getting trampled and he's not doing what we expect him to do. I think, not I think, I know unless something surprises me in the next two seasons. This is the only time I can honestly say I think this show has tried to subvert expectation and successfully done it for me. Yeah. Because I've like genuinely, I've been like, "What the fuck?" Like, I know he's not going to die. He's obviously not going to die because they've brought him back. He yeah. now has it. Like, he is the only character in this show really that has plot armor. And we said yes. that when when they were messing about with killing him the first time out. Like, yeah. if anybody's got plot armor, it's John. 
So and, and and they doubled down on that now by bringing him back. You know, and and they tried to sow the seed earlier on, saying, "Well, maybe this is why you've been brought back. Maybe you're going to die here. That's a pretty yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're like, supposed to die again. Like, look, realistically, I ain't buying that. But I did think maybe he'd get knocked out or something like that, and then there'd be some other kind of tragedy, or Sansa would win the war, or whatever. So it works really, really well. Yeah. Um, they successfully subvert expectation, um, and then you know, all looks lost. They get penned in. Um, yeah. they've got which this again is really effective um and, and a great mil again just showing you know military history like they use a pincer movement they seal them in they use the fucking roman formation then with their shields like this is all stuff that would work yeah like this isn't you know and it's it looks cool but it's not particularly showy in the way that something like blackwater was where we had all the, the wildfire going off it just yeah. Again, it's grim and gritty and it works. Um, and, and all looks lost. And again, John's been trampled. And this being Game of Thrones, you are like, again, this is, this is where, you know, subverting the expectation works for him here. And it's the only time it really works. You're going like, oh, all right. Um, are they actually going to lose this then? Yeah. Like, you know, there is genuinely a moment where you think like, look, John's definitely not going to die. But yeah, Tormund, there's nothing to say he's not going to be in a fucking dungeon somewhere. Coming yeah, out. like Tormund could die and Sansa yeah. could die and Davos yeah, could Davos die. And, okay, uh, what's going on here then? But then, you know, just where do you think all is lost? Here comes the Grinch, cheerily blowing hoo-hoo on his trumpet. Um, <laughs> as he... <laughs> here he comes. Um, but what, just what a... Mo- like, as great as this is for John, and you know how much I love John. All right, and you know how much I like Ramsey as well. But as great as they all are in this episode, what a fucking moment for Sansa! Like yeah. this, this is, and we've already touched on it this episode. But this is, was, and always needed to be her fight and her victory, and that's exactly what this is. Were it not for Sansa just doing what she fucking thought was right anyway, regardless of what John said, yeah. this battle would be lost here and yeah. now. But no, instead. She calls Littlefinger and they show up with a load of extra soldiers. Like this is, I mean, it's her victory. It's simple as that. It is. And I think the, the interesting thing with that is that had it been the other way, had John and Ramsay's roles been reversed and somebody had done that to him, Ramsay would feel very much aggrieved at the fact that his his victory was stolen. Yeah. Whereas John is just like, fucking hell. I know I was going to die in there. They, no, they were going to fucking crush me. Yeah, and you say today. No, thanks very much. Whereas, no, Ramsey is no. It's very much that character where it's 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 almost as if um the bit in Avengers where the um Hulk and Thor are together and um they, they have their moment and then Hulk just twats him and he shoots him off the side of the screen yeah. because it's like that was my bit. Fuck off. Yeah, uh, it's it's a brilliant, brilliant moment. And again, like so much in this show, so much of the best performances just require nothing in terms of dialogue. Yeah. And Sophie Turner's smirk here when she yeah. shows up and sees the state on the battlefield and she's yeah. just like, well, fucking told you, John, but never mind. Here we go. We're going to win now. Well, well this <laughs> is it. And I mean, we've, we've talked about Sansa um, for probably the last season or so now, whereby she is, no, she, her character has probably come the further since day one. Yeah. And she Definitely. keeps on growing and growing and growing. I mean, we're at the point now where, I say, the rest of her time on the show, um, I'm just saying that's people who don't know how it ends, so I'm not going to sort of spoil anything with, with her. But the rest of her time on the show, it's like she's grown into the role she will now fit into for the rest of her time. And there's not much left for her to do because she's gone from being a spoiled little girl to being scared, to being bullied and victimised, to being slightly vengeful, to now being, right, okay, I'm done being all of that. I'm done being a terrified girl i'm yeah. now thinking fuck it if i want to change things if i want stuff done 
I need to, I need to do it myself. I yeah. need to be self-sufficient. I don't need my brother to do it. I don't need my father to do it. I will be the woman. Yeah. And, and that's, and it's, yeah. it's, and it's, it, this, this, this for me is the point where she's gone, you know what? Fuck you all. I'm done. Now you can yeah. listen to me. Yeah. Completely. Who run the world? You know, yeah. like she just completely bosses it here. Just yeah. like, this is my victory. And, and it needs to be. Um, well, yeah, so, she she needs to beat Ramsey. You know, I mean, for all, for all the all the bastard and all the all the the taking of Winterfell and the killing of Rickon, John, no, John will have done no, John will have done the donkey work, and you know, John would have fought him one on one, and that's fine. But actually, Sansa has earned it because Sansa had to endure him for so long. So I mean, I say it had to be, and she, I think that it would have been very easy to cheap out on that and not have her do that, or not have her get the credit for that, and not have her get the kill at the end. I mean, it definitely would have, because again, when you look at the the act structure, and I did say this this plays like a short film, and it definitely does. You know, we had Act One with John and 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 Ramsay on the battlefield, yeah. um, that that culminated in in Ramsay um, just drawing John out, and then Act Two starts and the battle's underway. Yeah. Then we're at the end of Act Two now, where everything is lost. John potentially could die, even though we know he's not going to, but everybody else could die. The battle's lost. Yeah. But then you know we're at our lowest point, and then start of Act Three. Here we go. Sansa comes in with her army, thus freeing our hero up, John up to go and just wrap things up. Yeah. But you know, so it could very easily have all been John all the way through then to the end. But they don't. They give her this moment, and then they bring it back in that colder at the end as well, so that actually she closes us out. And this yeah. is very much framed as her victory, and it should yeah. be. Oh, John definitely. just does the donkey work. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. That that frees everybody up. They make a charge. Uh, on Winterfell, and then Ramsay and everybody falls back. And it, again, just really, really brilliant writing. When when the show gets it right, they get it so right. It's just such a simple throwaway gag, but it's so funny. You know, when they they're inside, they're barricading themselves in, and they say, "Oh, don't worry about it. They don't have the men for a siege." <laughs> and the giant just fucking flat out. Oh, that bit really fucking. I I was horrified. The thing with the, he gets a spear in the hand and he rips his hand off. Yeah. Oh, I was. Oh, I was. I was Oh, I, I felt like I was going to be sick at that point. <laughs> just, he's just great though. You know, when he charges through, and obviously yeah. they they take him down, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's like taking down a bull elephant, isn't it? It's just, you know, how many fucking spears do you need? But and what then it's insult to injury, just got the one in the eye to finish him off. Yeah, but what a wonderful moment we get then with John Tormund and him, where he's he's down, he's dying. Like we've not spent massive amount of time no. with the giant, but he's made a massive impact because he's a fucking giant. So we all. Well, that said, I think we've seen three giants, haven't we? There was. Yeah. Um, so there's him. There's the one at um, the wall. Yeah. Who got into the tunnels? And I think there was another one as well. Yeah. Uh, earlier on with Mans. Yeah. Uh, and we won't see another one now until um, Battle of Winterfell. Well, a long no. night, whatever it's called. No, we won't. Um, so, so we've not spent long with this giant, but he's a giant. So, and and he's he's kicked ass in this battle. So we're like fully on his side. Um, but then you get you just get this moment, just this tiny brief moment where, like, at this point, the battle is done. It's clearly done. Yeah. But before just going and finishing it off, John and Tormund just get this moment where between the two of them, they're like, and, and we had this uh, in Hardhome as well, where John. And now Tormund as well, because he's got the wilding involved, just feel the absolute crushing weight yeah. of every single death. Yes. And the giant is just the visual metaphor of that. Where they, yeah. But they just spend this moment with him to just send him off peacefully and be like, thank you. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and it's like yeah, he's, he's just acting as the cipher for every single death. But just feeling the weight of that battle. Um, great stuff for both of them, say, informs heroes. Um, you know, because they they're making choices and carrying the weight of the world and weight of the world on their shoulders. So that was really good. Yeah. Um, and then 
Like, by this point, we definitely feel like Ramsey's pushed John over the edge, and that's where we should be. As yeah. I say, I just feel like we should have been there earlier. But when John finally starts going towards him and, and Ramsey throwing it straight back at him, ah, you wanted to fight one-on-one? Yeah, that's a great idea. True to character, true to being a sniveling villain. But yeah. John just deflecting the arrows as he charges towards you. Just what a fucking badass. Yeah, that's, and that's not awesome. Enough. The thing that jumped out to me as well is that we had very early on, I think it was midway through season one, where Ned and Jamie had their fights in King's Landing, and one of the soldiers intervened and stabbed Ned in the leg. Yeah. Um, and you know, these are these you know, these are the noble, honourable people. Whereas the wildlings are actually, no, this is your fucking fight, mate. Yeah. On him, you have him. We'll we'll yeah. we'll keep him here. We'll 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 make sure he doesn't run away, but he's yours. And yeah. again, it's it's a really nice juxtaposition where actually these these you know, quote unquote savages are far more respectful and civilized than the, the knights down in King's Landing. Yeah, and they recognize that, yeah, this is this is John's to do. And just that that moment where he's just like like I, you know, I love John anyway. But when he's when he's this fucking badass as well, yeah. it's, it's just amazing. Like just charging towards him, Ramsey fucking firing arrows left, right, and center, yeah. and John just banging him that. off with the shield. I mean, the thing with that as well is that you no, know, they, they're hitting the shield, and normally you wouldn't see behind that, so you wouldn't you know. It would be a case of these arrows are hitting the shield, and they get you no, know, the, the, the arrowheads are getting wedged in the material. No, yeah. these fucking things have come through, and when you actually see John with the sword from no, you see see behind the shield. Um, with you know, with these arrows, and they're no, they're fucking inches from his face. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely brilliant. He's just full on Captain America in this shit, just walking yeah. towards him, taking. Well, the for, for the for the second time, no, I mean, when, when he's facing down the armies, I was expecting somebody to say on your left. Yeah, totally, and and then just wandering up to him and not even drawing his sword because he recognizes that as he has done all along. Like, Ramsey is no threat to him. No, Ramsey was never a little cut. And now he's pushed him so far over the edge. He's just like, and, and you know, the honourable thing and the thing that John would have done, you know, an hour ago at the start of the episode would be to give him a quick clean death. He'd have swung yeah. the sword and taken his head off. Nah, he's not getting that now. He beats the living shit out of him with yeah. his bare hands. And it's I guess I was talking incredible. earlier about this of the mud flying up under the horse and shit like that. Just the blood flying off his face. Oh, it's... it's Brilliant, excellent, and again, just so visceral. And you're in there close with John as well, and yeah. you fucking feel it like Ramsey. Oh, you feel every hit, it. yeah. It's really, really good. Um, but then even when he's beaten, even you know, as say with John's, John's defeated him, John's had his hero moment, but Sansa has to close this arc because yeah. it's hers. And yeah. even when he's beaten, even when he's been beaten to a pulp, like he still cannot resist taking his digs at Sansa. He's such a fucking amazing villain. Like he's, he is, he's easily the best in the show. Definitely. I think the problem with this is that he 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 still takes his digs at Sansa because I, I still think he thinks she's broken. I still think he thinks he, yeah, he's got some sort definitely. of fall over her. And I think that's possibly the biggest mistake they've made with Ramsay is that he's never that naive about people. It's I no, we've never seen him misread somebody this way before. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's not quite. I, I I don't know whether it's because of the battle or where no, but it just seems like he's completely off point with. It. And normally he's so astute with people and where they are, even when they're not on his side. He's normally so astute he can read them really well. And this one, he's like, "Ah, you won't kill me. I don't know. You're kill me." I, I don't oh. know if it's that so much as it is. It's almost the Joker Batman thing here. Of it's like if you kill me, you become me. You know, he, he says it to her as well. He says like, "You you can't kill me. I'm part of you now." Like and and that works on on a couple of levels. It works on the level that yes, he's got in there and and he thinks he's broken her and and essentially he will be in her mind forever. There's no doubt of that. She's never going to forget what he did to her and he's informed this character that she's become. 
Um, but what she hasn't done yet, and what she doesn't do, which is where, which is what you hasn't seen come up, what she hasn't done yet is actually physically killed someone herself in cold blood. Mm. And that's what he's pushing her to, I think. It's a case of, come on, I dare you. Because he's that sadistic as well. It's just like, well, come on, just do it. If, you, if you're going to kill me, just do it. I'm, I'm part of you now. I'm in you. You, you know, do it. Wreak havoc on me. But you will become me. You will then live with this the rest of your life. Um, but then she has the perfect comeback to that. And that, I, and I think, to me, that all has to be there to inform Sansa's sort of next line which is just ah it's just such a good coda to the show where she just basically just like uh we had the blackfish kind of cut into the heart of it with jamie she does it with ramsey you know all ramsey's ever wanted to be is somebody and not a bastard yeah and she just flat out pulls the rug out from under him and it's like well actually i'm not gonna kill you i could but i'm not but actually you're not part of me either because you're just gonna disappear like you will die here and you will disappear into nothing. No one will remember you. Your house will vanish. You will be no one. And then the final nail in the coffin. No, she doesn't kill him. She sets his own fucking dogs on him. Well, she sets them, does she? She just lets them. Because yeah. well, she just lets them, lets them out now. Lets yeah. them do it. Again, it's it's very much Joker Batman. Like she doesn't kill him, but she doesn't save him either. Mm. Like so, so that's what I get from it. I don't, I don't know so much that it's. I guess there's an element of misreading, yeah, because. He's trying to goad her into killing him, but I, I don't think I don't think he underestimates her. I think if anything, he's trying to just push her over the edge, and and that's what he does. He's just a sadistic little prick, isn't he? Mm. Um, I I love everything about this scene. I love what it does for Sansa's character. I love the end that it gives Ramsay. I'm gutted to see him go, yeah. but he dies in service of Sansa's character, which is so rare on this show. As we've said, so few deaths actually inform the narrative like they should and this one does like this has to happen and it has to happen in front of Sansa the only way this would be made better is if Theon was there to actually kill him um that is the only way this could be improved I think um but again that's just pushing it over the edge what we have is excellent yeah you know yeah um you know we've had this played out for two seasons between the two of them and to have it just it just ended so perfectly. Like, ah, uh, it does so much for a character. This propels her forward now for the next two seasons. And this yeah. was, this was a point where after on on first viewing, I, I really remember finishing this episode. And the battle was amazing. Both battles were amazing. But I'd been through so much with this show at this point. You know, the the crashing lows of it all. Things like the door and things like John's death and how it was handled and Oberyn's death and how that was handled. And I'd had all of these disappointments and so many times where I'd walked away and just gone, they don't know what they're fucking doing. I'm out. I'm done. This was the one time I think in the first run, I honestly remember turning it off and just, I'm just saying like, that was incredible. Like that was, that couldn't have been any better. That was, that was perfect. What they did, you know, um, as I say, the only thing you could possibly do is throw Theon in there as well. But then that detracts from Sansa, so I don't know. It just gives a different message. This finished, and I was just like, yeah, excellent. And it wasn't the battle that did that. It was this scene that did that, because this is how Ramsay had to go. Yeah, I mean, and there's... Then... I said, there have only been, from memory, there have only been two satisfying deaths so far, um, one being this one and one being Joffrey in season four. 
everything else has been done where they've kind of gone shock and all do it for effect and we'll deal with we'll deal with it from a story point of view later on and they've not really earned it well yeah. um that's a i mean the this one has been absolutely this, this has been so it's been building since he appeared in what's middle season two yeah and no from from that point from the time we first from the time we first realized who he is when he what well, no initially we think he's help, he's helping theon and then we find out actually he's not he just fucked him over from that moment on, they've been building to this point with him, and everything they've done has been absolute. Numb. They've they've done so much with with his character, and just so much where you think he can't get any worse, and actually he does, and then you think he can't get any worse, and he does, and they've no, they really have made a villain that sort of makes the show worth watching. And I think I think you're right. I think he probably is the best villain in the show, to be honest. Oh, definitely. I think they they really, if ever, put a foot wrong with him. Yeah. I, I can't I can't think of a single... I, maybe there was one or two things as we went through where I flagged a few things up I weren't entirely happy with. I, none of them stick out to me, though. Yeah. I can't remember a specific character moment or story moment involving Ramsey at any point where I've gone, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't have done that. That doesn't ring no, true. No, I, I, I don't think they've put a foot wrong with him. Um, I'm gutted to see him go, but they, they treat it properly. Like, yes. Yeah. So, so as much as I'm gutted, I'm satisfied, and that's the key, and that's what we're starved of so often here. Yeah, I said there's um, so many deaths have been just thrown away. This, no, this, this one actually, this has weight for a lot of people because I say it has weight for Sansa. Okay, Theon doesn't get his closure with um, with Ramsay, but he's not. No, that was no, that was a secondary thing anyway. Um, now, John, it, it's almost like John is legitimized by the fact that now he's he's won back the family's ancestral home. Yeah, uh, it's no, it's as close as he will ever come to being legitimately a stark because you know he st- he stands alongside Sutton. he stands up for them and, and and gets the win so we do get a lot of things um next week you know obviously we had davos finding the little to- the little thing that he whittled for uh shireen um so you know, that's going to come next week and so many things were contingent on this particular story ending that it's been done really well and i think what we've had it in the past certainly like, you go back to ned's death back in season one it the consequences it should have had it didn't and the things they did try and play out we didn't see yeah. So it's just we've just had frustration after frustration, and this is the first time no, I've come out of an episode going right. Okay, that bit's done. Yeah, now I can breathe. Yeah, you're right. This is the first time that an arc has felt really complete. Yeah, um, and, 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 and we've seen it end as well. Not just yeah. Going, oh yeah, that's done now. He's dead. Yeah. Um, obviously, it, it had to end for the story to go where it needs to go. Um, part of me, honestly, almost wants to end my rewatch of the show now because I feel like I've been told in a lot of respects at least a complete story. Yes. Uh, there's still balls up in the air elsewhere, but those are the stories that I'm not really that fucking asked about. Uh, whereas I feel like here, I've been told a complete story. The Starks have reclaimed Winterfell. Ramsay's dead. John's a hero. Sansa's a badass. That'll do. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, unfortunately, we now get two seasons for them to unravel all of that good work. Um, look, I, I only have one real problem with this entire episode, uh, and that's that it's called Battle of the Bastards. And we wasted all that time on Danny when we could have been spending it with John and Ramsey. That's it. That's yeah. that's the only real negative that I've got. Everything else is just like, yeah, wouldn't it have been cool if they'd done that? Can you imagine if they'd done that? And that's yeah. all it is. It's just like things that maybe I would have done different, but hey, I didn't make the show. So why then we give a fuck what I think? Uh, what we get is amazing. Um, like As they've decided to treat this like a film, I think we just should have spent that extra time doing that extra work at the start so it was slightly more balanced. But look, we didn't. It still worked. So, yeah, yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, there is one other complaint I had. Um, 
and it's a cock up more than anything else. When um, so when uh, Ramsey sends Rick on running and he starts firing arrows, and John hurriedly gets on his sword, you can clearly see that his his sword is made of. Uh, he gets on his horse. The sword is made of rubber because it bends in half. I didn't even notice. Yeah, it was it was one of those. I I I, I saw it and I wound it back and went really. No, they 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 didn't even give him a prop prop for it. But um, yeah, so that was a bit of a fuck up. But yeah, it's it, it's one of those. I notes. mean. Shit if, that, if that's the worst they do um, in this episode, I mean, it's no fucking coffee cup. Let's be fair. No, I, I, I mean, even with a coffee cup, like, shit happens. I, I, I didn't sh- notice the fucking coffee cup first time out. I, I got to be honest. No, me. They're like shit happens. If if he's wearing a rubber sword, he's wearing a rubber sword. It certainly didn't pull me out of the episode. Um, no, it just made me laugh. This is just truly, truly like this episode's been full of hyperbole on my part, and and I'm, as I say, I was. I was a bit nervous going into it because I didn't know how I'd react this time around. But yeah. this episode is truly amazing. Like, it is absolutely top draw stuff. I don't think it is possibly quite as amazing as people remember it being because people think it's a whole episode of this fight. And yes. it's not that. However, it is just amazing stuff. I, I think it, we have now reached the pinnacle of this show. Yes. This, this is it. It is everything is downhill from here. Um, it, 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 we will not reach this height again. I'm no, confident in saying uh, that. I think where where they try the next batch of set pieces um, in, in future episodes, um, not, not necessarily in the last season, but in uh, in season seven, I think they're not as memorable. I, I can't. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of what the big set pieces were in season seven. I think you've got um, you've got one north of the wall, mm-hmm. and I can't remember any others to be honest. Yeah. The one north of the wall is very good. The one north um, of the wall is very good. It's no hard home though, and it's certainly not no. as good as this. Um, and then we get into season eight, where it's just set piece after set piece after set piece because they want them. They want to end things um, all guns blazing. Mm. So I mean, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think this is probably the the pinnacle of this show in terms of the way they've told a story, the way they've closed out an arc, and what you get on screen. Um, I think it's all it's all come together really well. Um, so thank, no, for, for those who've listened for the last hour and a half, thanks for staying with us. Unfortunately, we are back to pissing and moaning next week. Oh, you betcha. Like, <laughs> there, there's a lot I'm going to have to say about next week's episode. Believe you me, I'm not looking forward to watching it again because it royally fucked me off the first time around, so it's royally going to fuck me off this time around as well. But you can look forward to that next week, listeners. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in the meantime, obviously, we'd love to hear what people think. Um, I mean, this episode I know lives in, in many people's hearts for many different reasons. So let us know what you think. Let us know uh, how, how you received it and, and know what you've uh, what you've taken from it on uh, Twitter at uh, yeah, wrong show on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. Uh, you can go to our website ddpodcast.net where you can also get our previous episodes and the other show like the one I just mentioned um, on Facebook and YouTube with the Double M Podcast Network. Uh, you can check us out on there. Wherever you get your podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music, uh, TuneIn, Blueberry, etc. Like, share, subscribe, leave some messages, read about you as best we can. But until next time, game over.